0: my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman, and we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready, and they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening!
1: Welcome everybody to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. We are going to do rapid fire questions again that we're getting from our audience. We had a lot of fun doing this last time. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I don't know how I don't know how you fared Marissa, but Marissa and I last time we we took a bunch of Q&A, a bunch of questions that we've gotten from the community. We didn't look at what they were and we asked each other to answer them. <laughs> Which is a is a lot of fun. I think we actually have a pretty decent answer to these kind of things but the, but the real questions being asked and and we're gonna we're gonna try to answer them so yeah marissa we, we you go first okay yeah yeah you, you go first hit me with it you cheat yes. by the way everybody marissa cheated <laughs> our our agreement was to not look at the questions and i said don't look at the questions the first thing she does is look at the question since i didn't look at it I'm getting the first question to me.
0: Yeah, it was just the first. I just like opened it and I saw the first question. I haven't looked at anything past that, I promise. So I get to ask you this first one to, <laughs> to start. And I don't, and want I don't want know what's excuses coming after I want lies. I just, <laughs> I just want you, a good you can pod, have, okay? There's no lies, only excuses. Okay, it's going to be fun. Right. Okay, guys. Batter up. Right. Let's go. All right, Jeff. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Here's the question. I know you don't have a crystal ball, which I love this. I'm like, or do we? <laughs> do you, <I>? you might. <laughs> if, anybody, if
1: anybody knows Marissa, she might.
0: <laughs> I definitely have some versions of it. But Jeff, since you don't have a crystal ball, where do you see the digital nomad lifestyle in both 10 and 20 years from now?
1: Oh, God. Exploding. Explode! Oh, okay, that's um, a fun answer. Ten- Mic
0: drop, stop. Oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: just explode. 10, ten years from now. I mean, look Look what the pandemic did. This is a huge yeah. catalyst for digital nomad life because, I mean, it took the sequence of events. You start working from home. And everyone's like, oh, I love working from home. And then the offices are like, we don't need you to come back in. They're like, and the employees are great. Well, if I'm working from home, why can't I work from Thailand? And so people started traveling, right? So this was just like, it was coming, but this just like, was a bulldozer and just pushed it right in that direction where it's just going full steam ahead. So, what is my prediction? I, there's going to be ten years from now, four four times as many digital nomads. Twenty years. Four? From now, That's
0: it.
1: I well, I don't know how many there are. I just threw out.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Just
1: threw out the first number that came to mind. A lot, a lot more digital okay, nomads. Okay. And then in twenty yep. years, I think that what we would qualify as a digital nomad somebody that the travels while working I'm going to say it's going to be maybe 5 to 10% of the working population because you got two trends one people like working remote and two more jobs going online those two things compounding together means I would say there's a, a really important th- th-
0: th- third I also love your excitement and enthusiasm right now. Jeff is like <laughs> really into this question and this podcast in general. So I hope you're <laughs> loving his energy. But the third, I think, really important factor in that is, is Wi-Fi, right? So I mean, think about from five years ago to now how much better it is. And then you've got something like Starlink mm. potentially going live or just like satellites. Like eventually, like maybe even only a couple of years out, Really, you're going to have amazing like 300 meg speed Wi-Fi, like literally anywhere in the world. Like you can be in the middle of the Amazon jungle or like a Good mountain point. or a river. For better or worse, you're going to be connected all the time. Mm-hmm. But like right now, something that limits a lot of people or at least like different locations, fear of employers. is like, are you really connected? What's going to happen? Is it going to go away? And yeah. I think it's also just going to be able to live. Right now, there's some hot spots based on it really started because there's solid Wi-Fi in places that people wanted to be. But I think that you're going to be able to be like any, you know, we've talked about our favorite beach town sometimes can be a little iffy on, on Wi-Fi. Some of them are great. I'm in Copenhagen, Thailand, where it's great right now. But other times, like, I think we'll just be able to be like literally in a house in the middle of nowhere or in a far mm-hmm. off beach. Like, it's just I think that's going to help. I agree. The trend is that, like, so many more people are going to be doing it. And I think that's a big reason why as well.
1: Technology is a great point. Like, right. a uh, point, case in point, is that the way they're? Point in case. case? Case in point. Case, case in point. point. It's, it's past, past 9 o'clock here. Everybody knows the brain shuts down at 9 o'clock. So, like, Jeff, I was in it's, night, it's night for Jeff, and we're
0: sorry because his brain <laughs> starts working. And it, it's morning for me, so I'm not great. This is what happens with our, our time zones right now.
1: <laughs> we're doing what we can with what we're given, all right? So Port, Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica. I went there on vacation in 2015, again in 2017. And the best way to describe it is 100% unworkable. Like the technology was not there. There's no infrastructure. Now, Wi-Fi Tribe is hosting chapters there. This is just a couple of years later. So there's all these like remote obscure places that were literally not available to this lifestyle just a couple of years ago are now available. Like if you look at La Paz in Bolivia, Two, three years before that, we wouldn't have been able... You wouldn't be been able to take your calls. I wouldn't have been able
0: to yeah, take your calls. There's no way. so hat. true. So, I, yeah. There's a, a town in in Costa Rica I started going to probably in 2010 where there was no Wi-Fi at this place. And then a year later, you had to like go outside and like stand on a wall and like hold your phone a certain place. It would like... Sort, you, emails would maybe come through. And now it's like, you know, 200 upload speed. You're like... Um, or yeah... It's Amazing, so it that's in the last, yeah. I mean, 10 10 wow, it's been 12 years since 2010. I'm like, how old am I? But yeah, so 10, 20 years, I think the trend we can close this one out is that just it's gonna be, it's gonna become so much more normal. It's, I think. We're still in the really early adopter phase. Like, it's becoming a little bit more normal now. We're not like the weird freaks who, like, no one's ever heard of this. It's, I think, since the pandemic, people are like, oh, okay, that's sort of an option. But I think it's been maybe not everyone's going to be doing it, but it's been like, it's going to be a normal option. I bet people graduate college and are like, yeah, I won't take a job unless I'm going to be traveling the world. That's what I think.
1: Next one. Me to you.
0: Okay. Question. All right. What do we got?
1: Can and how? To make that initial leap to the nomadic lifestyle from having a stable nine to five job, that is not a three minute question. <laughs> <laughs> I like, well. appreciate, appreciate it. Can and how do you make that initial major leap to nomadic lifestyle from having stable nine to five job? Wow, yeah. you've made a career out of answering this question. So I
0: have. I'm like, this is perfect for me. But we'll we'll keep it sort of short. Keep this it tight. Rapid fire. Trim the fat. Keep it tight. <laughs> All right. So the first part, can you make this transition? Just like, hell yes, hopefully with this podcast, you you already know that by now. How to do it? One, I want to challenge the assumption that saying you no longer have a stable 9-to-5 job when you are traveling the nomadic lifestyle, so you absolutely can have a stable 9-to-5 job and live as a nomad. So you're just doing it from the road, like the the same stable 9-to-5 job with the same stable paycheck. You're just not in an office. You're traveling. So Jeff did that for many, many years. Only recently did he quit that. Like, exciting. But yeah, you you, you definitely can still have it. So I think that's... I, I think this question is really thinking, like, I have to quit my job and do something really weird and obscure to make money online while I, or, or somewhere while I travel the world. So what we really primarily teach here, if you're new to the podcast or new to potentially becoming a nomad, the fastest, quickest, quick, quickest, quickest, quick, 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 quickest, fastest, <laughs> quickest, Jeez, <laughs> that's our warning. Easiest, good. most reliable <laughs> know, Jeff have it. way to become a nomad is to actually just get hired for a nine to five type of job and do that while you travel. So from there, you get more and more freedom as you maybe then start freelancing, start your own business. Like there's other ways to kind of do different things. But yeah, that's my answer in a nutshell. Did I answer it well enough?
1: It's good. Yeah. Especially with the like, just, just do it. In a nine to five—that's what I did. I was in a nine to yeah. five job. Well, a quote unquote nine to five job is a is an online job, which made it a little easier. Sure, like when they say that traditional nine to five job, it makes you think of like like going into a factory or something and, and making shoes. <laughs> yeah, know? like nine, when nine you five. read nine to five, like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just I just went in, I just started traveling. My life didn't change much. I just started traveling. So, all right, hit all right. me. Next Should question. Next
0: all right, Jeff. Oh, this is a fun one, too. How do you ensure income stability as a digital nomad?
1: Oh, it's also... Wow. (laughs) Got to keep that one like big questions. We can either answer
0: them in like like two sentences or two hours. (laughs) There is no... Yeah.
1: Well, I can tell you what I did. That might make it a little easier. Then we could talk about maybe some best ideas. My ideas are not always the best. So for me, like I said, I had the (laughs) nine to five job and I just started traveling. So income security for me was... I was working at home because I've got an online job, and now I'm be- I'm like I can do this anywhere. So I just started traveling and literally did the nine to five anywhere. Worked around yeah, so the your time income zones. was stable. Yeah. My income was stable because and a- growing five.
0: actually. You kept getting promoted <laughs> while you traveled. I, I kept.
1: That's true, yeah. I kept getting, I got promoted like three times, four times while I was traveling. So it was actually, it was, it was totally fine. It was very, very doable. Also, you can do what, Mercy, maybe you talk about what you've done as an entrepreneur. I've recently just gotten into that. So securing stable income as an entrepreneur, for me, that meant securing a part-time contract to do some contract SEO work so that I could work part-time on that and then work the remaining of time on stuff that I want to do like this, right? So I just secured enough so that I'm kind of breaking even so I could basically I'm buying my time, right? So I'm literally buying time to work on cool shit that I want to work on. So yeah, those are the two ways that I did it. I think they're pretty common. I wouldn't say that like there's it's it's out of the box by any means.
0: Yeah, what I would say, I think a lot of these questions just A lot of people online, I think when you see people on Instagram who are traveling, they are the entrepreneurs or the influencers or people promoting weird business things. I don't know. And so it seems like, you know, it's this really unsure thing. You have to jump in in order to travel, but you're not really seeing the just like employee digital nomads posting stuff. So what I would say is if you're thinking about transitioning to a digital nomad life, like you're going to have a lot of changes in your life anyway. So if income stability can be one thing that you don't have to worry about as a variable, it's the easiest to start off. Some people are like, screw it. I want to do entrepreneurship. I want to be a free, you know, that's for you. I would yeah. recommend, you know, you can build the business. Some people will sort of land in Bali because it's way cheaper or somewhere in Asia to live. So you have, you know, your, your living expenses are far less. So you have more room to sort of, not burn through your savings and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. while you don't have income stability, if you really want to start a business, but again, fastest, quickest, easiest way is to just get a job that has, you know, pays you every two weeks or every month or whatever. So it is totally stable as you travel. And that's what we teach inside of our our go remote employment course. We'll link that in the, the notes is basically which, you know, income stable job is right for you. Where do you find those jobs? How do you get it? and how do you negotiate that so that you just have, yeah, you, you can have a stable income while you travel, I would say is the big message here.
1: We have an entire podcast on this topic. I just remembered that. Do you remember it? We, we talked about, I think, five, five different, different types ways. of income. Yeah. yeah, we we have a podcast on this. Okay, I was gonna say this is a good topic, but it we already thought of it because so we're brilliant. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Jeff's like patting oh. my own back, but yeah, go check that one out. Five different, five. I think it was like five different ways to make money as a digital nomad or something.
1: Publish two fourteen is going to make it a lot easier when we start. We made it. I made an agreement with Marissa when we hit fifty podcasts. Then we'll start to number them. So now we're going to start to number these things. So this is February fourteenth. Five different ways to make remote income as a digital nomad while you travel. That was a good episode, actually. Yeah, it's one of our
0: more popular ones for sure.
1: Tons of tons of downloads on that one. Okay, next question. Are you ready? Ooh, a long one. It's like a paragraph. I'm ready. Oh, gosh. oh, God, I all have right. no idea what's coming. It. Okay, <laughs> all right, here's coming at you. Not many people like to talk about this. Oh, this is good. But sometimes <laughs> be, your own... You and I will want to. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes your own location-independent business just doesn't work out, and you're left with no clients and possibly no cash flow from your business. What would you recommend to someone whose venture is failing after they've already become location independent? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm glad you're taking it. it
0: is a good one. So I feel like this is a nice kind of add-on to the last two questions that have come, which is, let's say you're like, all right, I'm making some income. I'm, I'm doing my own business. I started to travel the world. Or maybe you're a freelancer and your clients, you know, go somewhere else, don't need you anymore since your cash flow just goes away. So number one, I hope you have some money in your bank account, right? People always say, I forget what the magic number is. Like you should have six months of income stored or something like that. So hopefully Mm. you're okay. So from there, I would say either, you know, People sometimes will go back and stay with a friend or a family member. Like if you're running out of money, like you might have to put your till between your legs and go home for a little bit while you rebuild yourself, right? So just because you're in a foreign location doesn't mean you're, you know, stuck there forever with no money and nothing to do. Like you can always go home or go somewhere where people can support you if you need. Or what a lot of people do in that case will go to a location where it's cheaper to live. So don't stay in London or, you know... New York, if this is what's happening to you, maybe go to Banksville, Bulgaria, where it costs three (laughs) hundred dollars a month for a cool place to live, an amazing place, or you know, Bali or where I'm in Copenhagen in Thailand, something like that. And and get yourself back up. So if that's the case, you either then find new clients, find a new way, like find new way to make money. There are so many ways. Or go back and get yourself a job. So that's what we just talked about before. We help you teach you that. But maybe you go back and and get someone to hire you to pay you for something and and a stable job while you build up your income and your savings again and start a new Mm -hmm. side hustle or a new business if that's, like, you know, if, if it's that or bust for you if you're passionate. So. There's no one size fits all. It really depends on your financial situation, but yeah, businesses fail. Like not everything makes money, and that's why we say like the most reliable way to start is why we help you get a, get hired by a company because it can take you know years for a business to become stable and and make money. So it's not to say it's impossible, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's not guaranteed. and It doesn't happen right away. So yeah, that's that's my try my rapid fire answer. But I love to jam out on this for hours and hours and hours, as you know.
1: <laughs> we we kind of have like. These are forty-five minutes segments, really. Like we're, it's yeah, kind of a shame that we're doing we're we're doing three minutes of justice on these things. When in reality, these are these are heavy. These are heavy topics. <laughs> but I, you did it well. Yeah. You did well though. That was that was. I think that was well explained. That was well explained. And
0: yeah, if if you guys are listening and you have more questions on, like, please let us know. You know, write in the comments or send us an email. Hello at beachcommute.com and let us know what questions you have. And maybe it'll be a whole topic. Maybe we'll do some rapid fire. But yeah, let us know. Okay, Jeff, next question for you. Again, these are surprise questions. I have no idea what I'm about to ask. All right. What helps you get back on track when you experience difficulties in earning money? Any motivation tips, quotes by other people, or rituals (laughs) for these cases?
1: This is really timely because I did... It is timely for you. I had the definition of a stable, very high-paying job, and it was super comfortable. And, like all of a sudden that was taken away and there was a new mindset thing, you know, because it wasn't I, taken
0: away. You left it.
1: <laughs> I left. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't taken away. I left, I intentionally left it to buy my time to work on things that I wanted to grow in areas. I wanted to grow and I, and how I wanted to you know, expand as a, as a human being. And with that meant taking a lot less money. And it's, it was kind of a, it was like a mindset shift mostly because like even the income I'm at now is a lot higher than it was when I didn't worry about money five years ago when I had that income. <laughs> like I I had the same income, but I wasn't worried about money. But when you see it, it's a lot less. You've got you you go into this panic mode. You go into like survival mode, right? You're like, oh my god. But I mean, what it comes down to is it's really for me is it's just mindset, and it's like. Yeah, there may be some actual things, some action items you need to do. Like look at your budget and see how much money you need on a monthly basis. Like reconnect with that if it's been a while and figure out like what you actually need and maybe budget a little bit. Don't eat out quite as much. But on um, but but if it's not if that's not really even a problem, then you just kinda have to adjust to there's going to be less money and mostly like you're you're just you could be in a situation where you're just looking at less money, but all your needs are still met. And it's just a mental thing where you're like, oh my God, there's less money than before. I am I need to go into panic mode. I need to, I've like, I've lost part of who I am. And that's really not the case. So like, my grandma talked to me about this recently. She says like, there are lean times and there's fat times. And that is just life, really. So like, there are lean times and you're going to learn from those lean times. And that's not like, a fun thing to say like you're gonna learn from not having as much money but you will and i am so I don't. Know. I'm. I'm really only speaking speaking from personal experience here, so I don't have a professional opinion. on it. I don't know. What do you What do you think, Rosin?
0: Yeah. Just to add again, money. So this is sort of a money mindset question to me. So I would say uh-huh. it really depends. Whoever asked this on, on some personal stuff on like what is blocking you from making. We talked a little bit about this on the episode. I did a coaching episode with her name was Fredria. I think it was maybe episode mm-hmm. forty nine. If I maybe maybe if we number them, but yeah, check that out and. I would say with that, there's there's not just one quote. It really depends on your money mindset. Like, do you have a fear that money is hard to come by, that you have to work really hard, that you can't make money while you travel, that it's greedy to have money, that it's bad to have money when other people don't? Like, this mm-hmm. is the stuff I do in and out with a lot of my clients because it seems like, oh, it's just, it's difficult to earn money. But there's, there's usually some really deep mindset stuff under that because some people have no no problem. And like the world is their oyster and they keep making more and more and they feel good about it. And you know, some people will make money and then spend it all and lose it, make money and spend it all. So Mm -hmm. there's a reason for that as well. The same way someone would like gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. So as a coach, this is like sort of my coaching opinion here. There's, there's a lot of money mindset stuff that goes under it and that's, it's it's a whole beast, but yeah, those are just at the top line level. Some things that can affect it from a mindset and then more logistically, like Jeff said, which I think was great as well. And I I love your grandma's quote. I'm going to remember that one.
1: Yeah, it it helped to add a little bit of perspective from somebody who's literally was born during the Great Depression, went through a world war, went through like, it's like, look, all of these things, everything is temporary, including like, including income, temporary income can be temporarily very, very high and temporarily very, very low. And I mean, that's, that's not an excuse for doing stupid things with your money, but you know, at the same time, if we're talking about the money mindset kind of thing, just keep, just keep that in mind. Okay, next question. Yeah, what, what do we got? Okay, would you advise aspiring digital nomads to start with freelancing, passive business, or startups? Ooh, that's a good one.
0: I'm like, trick question. I advise something else. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the yeah. options here.
1: Don't don't take A, B, or C then. Yeah, yeah. Pick, option you, D answer. that's
0: not listed. I will. So the okay. question here was freelance, passive business, or startup. So I've got a lot to say about those. Uh-huh. For aspiring digital nomads to start are the questions. Honestly, I would really recommend what we've said time and time again in this episode is, Start with a stable, you know, quote nine to five, but a, a job where someone, you know, you you have responsibilities, you're paid every so often. It's, you know, stable employee work that you know is going to come because there's so mm. much other stuff as a nomad that like money's the last thing you want to worry about stressing about. So that's, that is my, my actual advice. And we teach that in our Go Remote Employment course. Beyond that, the next is freelance, passive business, or startup. So honestly, I mean, if you have a passive business or passive income, like, hell yeah, that actually is the best way to do it. If it's truly, like, if -hmm. if you've got, like, real estate income or enough money in, in, uh, like, dividend stocks or something, or whatever it is that you do, and it's really making you passive money, like hell yeah. Like you don't have to worry about it. That's everybody's ideal. That's what I aspire to. I've got some of that, but like working towards more, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to be retired in, in several years. Yeah. So if you have that, that surely is the easiest way, but like that's easier said than done for, you can't just go in and do that as easily. So, With that, I would say it's freelance for sort of a startup business. I think freelancing is technically a little easier to sort of guarantee. Nothing is guaranteed, but it's sort of easier to kind of trade your time for money, find that that sort of cash, trade your, yeah, do a skill, get money, do something for somebody, whether that's like social media management or SEO work or design work or managing someone's email inbox, whatever it is, right? Like you can do some freelance work, but you're usually capped at a certain amount so you're not going to make as much money in the long term but it it can be a good sort of intro into entrepreneurship and then lastly a startup so I'd say like that's the most fun usually because you're doing something hopefully that you love you can have a lot of freedom because you're your own boss Mm -hmm. of your time but definitely is the longest and hardest to to really start making an income so it's the hardest to do while traveling in my opinion just because it's not so guaranteed so that's my pecking order there.
1: It's kind of hard when it's phrased as like choose one of these three <laughs> yeah. options. I'm like go like, go in
0: order. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like like one is literally the only answer, and you can only choose that one. Yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I had to choose, I would say yeah. If you can magically make a passive income business, like definitely do that. But yeah, but yeah. My recommendation
1: is like yeah, become a millionaire, and then you don't have to work. Yeah, about exactly. It. <laughs>
0: like, obvious, <laughs> <Perfect>. Obviously, done. <laughs> cool. All right. Last question on our rapid fire Q and A, Jeff. Um, what do you got? What, what kinds, this got? What kinds of digital nomad communities would you recommend a nomad to join?
1: Communities? Oh, boy. All right. Well, Wi-Fi Tribe. That's how I met all my friends. That's our favorite. Yeah. That's how. On, honestly, though, Wi-Fi Tribe. I'm a loyalist. So I'm going to recommend that first. There's a there's a few other companies out there. Do we do we mention the other companies on here? Do, we do those that, that
0: must not be named? We do. do we
1: do that? We do. We do. <laughs> we
0: do? Okay. Okay. Diego, the co-founder of <laughs> of our our company here, is the co-founder of Wi-Fi Tribe. So it brought us all together. We are loyalists. But I will say also. I've met, I've now met and traveled with, you know, so many people who we can name the other ones Mm -hmm. in a second, but who have, who traveled with other communities. And typically everybody's favorite is Wi-Fi Tribe, like as the honest answer, because of, it's just like, there's a vetting process. It's amazing people. It just has like a spirit that the other ones don't have, I think, but I'll let, I'll let you continue Mm -hmm. with your answer.
1: No, no, that's, that's exactly what it is. When you meet people with Wi-Fi Tribe, it feels like you're A brand new person it feels like you're bringing up a conversation from just like the other day when you start talking to them it's like you're you're like you're on the same exact vibe it's it's incredible and the best friends i've made were at wi-fi tribe i met you i met diego and i met like all the people i travel with are like Six degrees of Wi-Fi tribe in some degree, in some, in some level <laughs> like or like two,
0: You're being generous. We're like two degrees of Wi-Fi tribe with all of our friends of travel.
1: <laughs> probably it's two degrees. Probably it's two degrees. But like just about everybody that I meet either knows of it or was part of it or is friends of a friend that have been part of it. And they've been the most amazing people that I've met in my life. Like Actually, the, like the kindest and, and also the smartest like they're they're some of the smartest people I've ever met easily. Somehow Wi-Fi tribe is, is able to bring in very, very intelligent people. And they're also like very, very curious people. These people like there's, there's not a whole lot of egos and there's a lot of curiosity just about the world, about people, about business. And so it's a lot of people just like asking questions and, and coming and saying, I don't know. I don't know everything, but I'm curious. I want to learn. I want to learn more. So it's an amazing community. It's probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life. So, Wi-Fi tribe is great. And then also like, if you're looking for the same type of, Type uh, same type of community while traveling thing. You've got your remote year. You've got outside. I don't think you're going to get as much community. It's more like a uh, you
0: book place a place to stay that there's yeah. kind of some other nomads around. Yeah, it's
1: kind of a Selena. Like, and also I guess we could mention Selena. It's the same kind. Of, it's the same vein. Diego's not on the call, so we can talk about Selena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Selena, same kind of vibe. It's like it's basically a workspace with. Very, I would say mediocre, middle of the road type of accommodations. They're a little overpriced, but you're going to get a lot of the similar people around you. But there's, it's not the same like nuclear like group that you're going to get with a Wi-Fi tribe. Is Hacker Paradise still around, or are they gone? Yep, they're still here. <laughs> they're still. Around. Well, I think there was. There's one that went down over the. Penn it is. There. I, I forget. There's been a couple. Yeah, you know I'm talking I can't about. Remember. A, yeah. Yeah, just a feel went down. So those are like I'm the down, main like the ship that like sunk. That's <laughs> the way I see it in my head. Like they literally like Titanic and went down. Oh, sorry. The bad news Bad news for them. Other communities, th- that's how I found the majority of my communities, but you can also find – you're going to be able to find them in ours because we already gave away <laughs> – We already last week we already gave away a teaser on the community we're going to be building. But anyways yeah, – Soon the um, answer
0: will be the number one is the beach commu- community. That's going to be the answer.
1: Other than that, let's see. What do we
0: got? I got one We've, more. For I just kind of wanted to watch you struggle for a little bit, but one one I'm, more that I, I've You can <laughs>
1: see I'm out of gas. I'm totally Trump's out of like, gas here. It's, it not it's 30, like the it's later, later it gets.
0: Gas. Jeff's like, pull- his hair is like a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, one other one that actually you haven't tapped into the way that I have. It started with, it was called Nomad Cruise. So pre-COVID. Uh, was, yeah. So a lot of people, like, it, it, was, it was sort of like you either did the sort of Wi-Fi tribe, remote year, Hacker Paradise sort of people, mm-hmm. and there was like the Nomad Cruise people, and that was really, I guess twice a year. It was it was less like you would almost take time off of work to meet other nomads and aspiring nomads. There was it was sort of like a business conference on a boat about nomad life, how to make money, how to mm-hmm. be a nomad, like meeting other nomads. But not everybody was a nomad, but it's like anywhere from, you know, 250 to 500 people at a time where you're like locked on a boat for all these days. So you really get to know people. And for a lo- like Wi-Fi tribe are like, like you, like th- those are my travel friends. Those are my people. But a lot of people mm-hmm. have like, they're like nomad cruise people. And that has now turned into Nomad Base, which I, so basically now I I went, uh, there was one in Playa del Carmen in January. I was there. They just did one in Croatia in November, October, November, something like that. They're doing one in Cape Town. So basically they're kind of dedicating like a a time and a place to meet up with people. And it's really more of like meet a bunch of people all at once, be really intense. And then like everyone goes their separate ways. So I love Wi-Fi Tribe because I feel like it's, you still stay in touch with everybody as you go. We have a whole like Slack channel. And to me, it's mm-hmm. like you show up somewhere random and you're like, where are my Wi-Fi drive people and there's always someone there. So even yeah. if you've never met people, yeah, but that's, we could do a whole episode oh. of this. So I won't, I won't do more, but
1: what? we got to throw a shout out for our friend, Ben Spicer, who created the nomad ago app. It's nomad, nomad ago, A-G-O app. And basically it's like, it's a map. And all you do is you, you put in where you're going to be and which dates and it'll populate all of your digital nomad friends on this map. And you can just like point and click and see where people are at and you can like find, find your, yeah. Find your friend. Find your this friends. Is, this is, <laughs> these are the people you already know. Like you're not developing a, a new community unless, you know, there's, there's going to be other people that you meet while you're traveling, but you'll be able to find all your friends. Pretty cool app.
0: Right. Amazing. Yeah. So those are, those are the highlights there, but I think that's, that wraps up the, the question's here for now for next okay. little, little bunch.
1: Well, we'll do this again. This was one of a, the top performing episodes, strangely enough. It's just kind of fun to do. I like going through the questions. I like not knowing what they are. Some kind of them <laughs> are like fun. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but keep sending them in. It's great. And Yeah, we'll...
0: send us your questions. and Maybe they'll be highlighted on, on one of these episodes soon
1: yeah and we'll send you uh, we'll see you on the next community <laughs> comm- i'm out of gas <laughs> next-
0: Jefferson, i'm gonna finish this if you have questions for us to answer in the future send hello at dot if you are interested in getting a remote job and you're not sure where to start check out beachcommute.com slash 91 you can see a list of 91 actual jobs that people in our community are doing and other than that yeah let us know if you've got any topics we'd love to answer this podcast is for you so tell us what's on your mind and jeff has lost his brain so we will see you (laughs) next week
1: (laughs) well translated thank you (laughs) we'll see you